It's the Winning Ticket Podcast, where having fun is minus 1,000. With your hosts, Dean Contrino, Joe Hoffman, Zach Nasciolo, and Johnny Della Luna. Ladies, gentlemen, Irishmen, nuns, foresters, everybody gather around. It's week one of the NFL season. It was a journey yes. to get here, guys. Shout out to the nuns. Shout out to, Shout the, out nuns. to the nuns. Everyone gather around. We've been waiting to do this podcast for a very long time. Absolutely. We've been waiting for the NFL to come back. It's now Wednesday night before the Chiefs and the Texans kick off the 2020 NFL season, which is sure to be a very memorable one. Let's do it. I'm oh, so happy. We're here. I'm so happy. I was telling Zach, pre-show, I'm so happy that I'm nervous. Like, I'm just kind of, like, excited yeah. and anxious, and I'm like, yeah. what? they're going to play, right? Like, we're positive that they're Absolutely. playing, right. and yeah. it's actually going to happen. True yeah. story. My, my little brother actually texted, he didn't text me, he called me uh, today and was like, hey, what are you doing after work tomorrow? I was like, I don't know, uh, going home, cooking dinner, <laughs> responsibilities. He's like, let's go golf. I'm like, I can't golf after work. He's like, dude, how are we going to let, like... Four to five hours pass by before kickoff. I'm gonna be so angry. True. I'm like, yeah. no siege. I feel you. Go. Yeah, let's just go uh, miss putts while we're waiting for uh, the lines to get hammered into shape. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so we're all super excited. Of course, if this is your first time listening to the Winning Ticket Podcast, welcome. Uh, you picked a good time. We are yeah. going to be giving you guys a ton of content um, about how to beat the NFL, which is all of our favorite sports. Um, we've given you a lot of episodes. I believe yeah. this is episode 92 or so. So um, if this is your first time, then uh, go back and listen to us. We talk <laughs> a ton. But uh, yeah, yeah. That, that's how you pass the time. Just Absolutely. listen to us hours and hours and hours. Oh, yeah. Brush up. Dude, we literally have like 100 hours plus worth of content. This is our third, our third NFL season. Is the third? Right? Yeah, this is, this is the third guys. NFL year. So um, we are here and welcome to you. So uh, just a little explanation about how the show goes. I feel like this is a nice little start fresh kind of thing. We have uh, a couple segments that we're going to do, and the main event, we know why you're here. Um, you are here for the Big Bang competition, which was a lot of fun last year, and of course that is everyone in this room that you're hearing their voice. Uh, we are going through a competition that we are going to be debating, picks that um, basically what our listeners would have, which is we all start with a $200 fake bankroll. Don't worry, all of ours is a lot more in real life because and attractive but um for the competition we're going to do 200 dollars, and we're going to be talking about standardized units which of course if you are a new better you're going to want to learn what that means that is um every play you have you either do one unit half unit you have to keep to a standard denomination which is the best way to make sure that you don't overextend or god forbid underextend so our one uh, one unit for the purpose of the big bank will be $20. $20. So if you hear one and a half units, that's $30. Mm-hmm. So of course, we're going to take you through uh, the meat grinder of all that and what happens when you do that against odds. Of course, it, I, I am really catering to a new audience because uh, we're going to have a spike of listeners. I, I, I'm sure of that. <laughs> yeah, they're coming. Spike like COVID. It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's week one. Speaking of, <laughs> what an odd segue. But uh, that is something, of course, we kind of want to just address this off the top. Yep. We're not going to be talking about this every single episode, every single mm-hmm. week. COVID-19 is still happening around us. Um, obviously, we wish anyone who's affected well, and we want everyone to be safe. The NFL is also affected by this. As of today, there are, there have been no players, I think, that have gone on the list yeah. um, for week one. No cancellation of games, no postponements. Of course, should anything happen throughout the week that does alter these games, alter players, um, 
um, you know, alter certainly uh, if a game is canceled or postponed. Right. You'll probably hear from it before we even get to address it, mm-hmm. but we will sure to keep you abreast of it. But we're going to handicap every bet as in a team is 100% fully healthy as far as we are, we're concerned with COVID and that every game is going to be played. And yeah. we will we will continue to do that throughout all, all weeks of the season. No doubt. Yeah. So, so with that out of the way, well said. Um, I'm excited, Dean, for the Big Bang. Zach, I have to give uh, commend you. Yes. <laughs> what a round of applause. Zach's our reigning champion. Our reigning yes. champion. He's looking to defend his title, I'm sure. And also uh, a new competitor yeah, to we the have, Big Bang. We have yeah. a, Who is this? <laughs> By God! A new, <laughs> who's that? A new old competitor. Yes. Everyone knows yeah. Joe from... I, can now safely say uh, season one. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Ticket podcast. Dude, that's so cool. Th- this is the third season, <laughs> yeah. and many episodes in between too to connect these. Yeah, NFL absolutely. Seasons as well, for sure. But this and is yeah. I was just gonna say this is our bread and butter, guys. Like, yeah. We've given you other sports. We we've, we've dabbled with some some other weird stuff. We don't want to talk about. Uh, because it's football season now, so this is all that matters anymore, yep. right? <laughs> That's all. That matters. Yeah. So, so before we actually get into like the the run of the show, um, yeah. I just want to take a, a little bit of time each each week, um, each episode, to really just discuss some high level macro concepts. And uh, you're going to hear it a lot during our handicaps, probably um, at least in mine. Is uh, we're going to say that for week one specifically, I think that there's a lot of variance, and we are going to fade. Anything that is new, uh, new co- and I mean that in key positions, not yep. like oh the Vikings traded for Yannick and Gakwe, like throw them out, they're losing. Like <laughs> I, I mean that's that's, e- that's an easy position. You run straight and you get the quarterback. But um, we're talking new players, new key players, yeah. uh, new coaches, mm-hmm. new systems, things like that. Right. Um, so that's basically a main one, and one that I'm going to be exploiting a lot, um, pretty much for the first four weeks, is no rookies. Yeah. Don't want anyone with a rookie in a key mm-hmm. role. I think that without preseason, now this is something that the squares will say doesn't matter, but preseason matters a ton. Yeah. All these rookies are going in completely blind. Mm-hmm. They're playing their first NFL action. Uh, guys, they're not going to be wearing shorts and and uh, light pads. This is <laughs> full contact football. Yeah. Um, stuff that these guys have not seen since a lot of them probably since what late December. Or, yeah, most likely yeah. maybe earlier. Yeah, man. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say one of two things. Mm-hmm. Week one is either going to be all of the favorites mm-hmm. are going to come through, mm-hmm. right? Stands like steadily, like favorites across the board, like yeah. very few underdogs winning, or we're going to have just chaos. Yeah. So that's a that's a, a great segue to a little stat that I pulled today. So guys, um, just blind in the last five years, how do you think that favorites have fared uh, week one? And but, but the better way to say this is teams that have won six or less games the year prior, week one are 52.5% against the spread, where favorites above 3.5, more than a field goal, Week one are thirty seven point five percent. Wow! Wow! That's so interesting. Interesting stuff. We're gonna see if that gets flipped on its head. Yeah. So you're saying essentially Vegas is obviously still trying to figure out what to do with some of these favorites. So if somebody went over a field goal, mm-hmm. they actually have a better chance of not covering than mm-hmm. covering. Gotcha. That's interesting. I mean, if you flip that stat, that's a seventy what? A, yeah. Sixty something. Seventy something yes, so, percent. So, so be, be wary yeah. if you're a heavy favorite, which uh, we will get into that. Yeah. But absolutely. I, I think it's time for um, one of our favorite segments, which is John asks. It's time for John Asks. Thank you, guys. This is where I like to get a little bit more intellectual with the show. Ah. A little bit deeper. I love it. (laughs) And the X's and O's. A little bit deeper than just the dollar signs. Uh, And I'd like to ask you guys, this is a brand new NFL season. 
Um, so I want to talk a little bit about the new, because I think later on we're going to be mostly talking about what mm-hmm. happened last year and why we should rely that the same things are going to happen. Um, I see that there are three, and correct me if I'm wrong, three new head coaches who've never been head coaches before. Uh, Kevin Stefanski on the Browns, Joe Judge on the New York Giants, and Matt Rule uh, for the Carolina Panthers. I'm curious, uh, which first-time head coach is going to get their first win hmm. this week? Well, that's a that's a good question, John. Uh, let's let's I open should, up. I should ask, what, yeah, thank you. Yeah. I should ask, who has the best chance of winning? If you don't think they're well, going to win this Well, so game. I'll tell you who has the, the least probable. <laughs> uh, I think... Um, and I don't want to go against anyone's anyone's uh, big bank bets here, but mm-hmm. I, I gotta lean with the Panthers right now off the bat. Now, okay. Mm-hmm. They're plus three and a half, so that's of course you take them ATS, and that would be a you know a, a, a really good option just right. because three in the NFL is absolutely massive. I mean, I think three comes up like fifteen percent of the time, but the fact that they have new head coach, new quarterback who really hasn't had the control of any team ever, mm-hmm. plus that's a good point. I want to say like. Nine defensive starters as well. All young, all inexperienced. And we just talked about in the beginning of the show, fade the new. If I'm going to be fading the new, i got to fade Matt Rule, of course. But i also got to fade the new in Teddy Bridgewater. Mm-hmm. i also got to fade the new with the entire all right. defense. You're, you're stealing yeah. my entire okay. handicap. All right. <laughs> my so, 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 so you're saying... You, so, done, you, yeah. you put up a, a really good question here. And, of course, well, we're going to talk about... I think we might have to talk about all these games because... Yeah. Um, one might have to deal with a dog pound, and the other one might have to deal with um, a legit big bank pick. But um, I, I think let's let's focus on full season outcome. Sure, I'd probably say, and I think that Kevin Stefanski has uh, the best chance at um, turning out a pretty decent season, mainly because okay. um, you know it's kind of sharp to run towards the fire that everyone's throwing out. Uh, the Browns last year were uh, people looked me dead in the face and said they'll go sixteen and zero. Talent they have. Well, guess what? They have all the. They still have all the same talent, pretty much, and now a competent head coach. Yeah. I just think that the Browns' outlook. I know a popular pick around uh, some of the sharp circles earlier when um, these prices were still around, where Browns make the playoffs. I believe plus one thirty, and that was back in our AFC preview too. Mm-hmm. I think I was on that as well. So I definitely think that Kevin Savansky has the best chance, mainly because I feel like the Giants are in full rebuild, and so are the Panthers. And the the Panthers, Matt Rule is in no threat to lose his job in the next. I'd probably say three years. I mean, they want to see what he got, and uh, they're going to build an entire team around McCaffrey, see what that does. So I think that as far as full-time goes, I, I think Stefanski, kind of an NFL, sure. uh, not journeyman, but um, he his name was just risen to like the top of like the head coaching circles and stuff. So I think that he has the most to lose immediately because the Browns are a shit organization. So <laughs> if if they go 6-10, and 10, he might get shit-canned like, early and lose his control of the team. So I think Stefanski has the most to lose, and therefore I think he has the most motivation to get something out of this team right now. Couldn't agree more. Uh, you pretty much said everything I could have said. Stefanski's got the most talent around him. Uh, the Panthers, there's too much new involved. I feel like the Panthers this year, I can't even give an accurate assessment until after week four. Mm-hmm. I gotta see yep. what four games brings because, like, with okay. no preseason, we have no idea what you're gonna bet at Teddy Bridge. There's so many new pieces to that that, like I said, it's it's hard to assess right now. Um, the local giant fan in the room, Joe mm-hmm. Judge, he's got a tough, tough schedule to open up the season. Mm. And on top of that, you don't know what you're gonna get because there's still new pieces in that. Uh, specifically the defense, the offense is pretty much the mm-hmm. same, but he's kind of got a really. Really big uphill battle. Who knows with this tough guy uh, 
attitude he's been given. He's been t- taking a lot of flack from the media for trying to copy Belichick. Yeah. And with that being said, they have a tough schedule. Uh, it's just completely new. First first time head coach. Yeah. Um, with very you know little experience, even as a coordinator anywhere. At yeah. least Matt Rule was a head coach, even though it was mm-hmm. college. Uh, Stefanski, obviously, offensive coordinator, a couple places. Yeah. Um, so it, it's going to be an uphill battle. I, I'm. In agreement with Dean, I think Kevin Stefanski has the best chance to succeed overall. Week one, I would also say, despite playing the Ravens, mm-hmm. uh, I think they have the best chance to probably cover out of the Interesting. bunch. Okay. Um, I do not have that in my Big Bang plays, but just looking at the matchups between sure. Giants-Steelers, I do not see the Giants winning outright. Mm-hmm. Uh, Browns-Ravens, I know the Ravens are a powerhouse, but I could see that the Browns hypothetically have the talent Let's have make it let's uh, curtail that because I, I feel like literally yeah. all three head coaches we're going to be talking about cool. later on. So yeah. uh, if you are a, a fan of some of the new coaches, uh, you're going to want to stay tuned. Yeah. All right. I have uh, one last question for this segment. Uh, and this this concerns, of course. Listen, we're not a fantasy football podcast by any means, and I don't want people to get confused by that. Right. For week one, i got to tell you, these rookie receivers that came out of this draft class are pretty fun. And that's kind of where the NFL's going now, right? If it's not the stud QBs, it's mm-hmm. who's, who's catching those balls out there. Uh, I'm curious which rookie receiver has you guys the most excited out of the ones picked in the first couple rounds. Couple of names in case you need some reminders: Henry Ruggs, C.D. Lamb, Jerry Judy, Justin Jefferson, Michael Pittman, and Denzel Mims. So I'll uh, I'll take two out of that list. Uh, just off the top of my head, I'm not sure what the uh, the receiving situation is going to be like with Indy. So mm-hmm. Pittman is on on the Colts, as mm-hmm. we know. So that intrigues me from a fantasy point of view. Sure. Um, not that he's going to go in and change games and move lines because of how dominant he does. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think with the uh, the good offensive line that they have and the veteran presence in Rivers, and I'm not a big Rivers guy anyway, mm-hmm. I think that could lead to – he could be looking at like 9, 10 targets a game just because there's not much there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and the second guy, and I'll be real quick here, Henry Ruggs, mm-hmm. um, exceptional speed, uh, big injury as well to uh, Williams, the number one in, yeah. in uh, Las Vegas. And I'm concerned with uh, really what they're gonna, how they're going to use him. And I think that can be kind of cool. Right. There's some mm-hmm. upside to that. Is he going to be in the slot? Is he going to be outside? Because we know Hunter Renfro is probably going to be the slot guy yeah. for, mm-hmm. I would say, 90% of the year. Yeah. But who knows with how good Ruggs is doing. They might line him in, out. Who knows? That that could be really exciting for both those yep. guys. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would probably go with uh, Ruggs as well, just mainly because of the week one matchup. Um, you know, if we're talking just immediately this week. Sure, uh, yeah. Maybe a DFS play uh, if you're... Um, willing to take a rookie and not fade all rookies late, like I kind of am. Mm-hmm. Um, also, when it comes down to the full season, I think Justin Jefferson comes out, mainly mm-hmm. because Kirk Cousins has been one of the more efficient passers in the league. And um, the Vikings really, they just because they listed Olo B.C. Johnson as their number two, <laughs> they really haven't had like a number two or even a number three. The, their wide receiver room is pretty, pretty yeah. lowly. It's usually Kyle so, Rudolph has been like the number yeah, it's, three. It's right? Rudolph, and they're going to use Irv Smith a little bit more. Yeah. At least they're saying that they want to do that. So uh, they're going to be running two tight end sets. I think that it's, it's only natural that Justin Jefferson is going to get a lot of looks. And then, of course, the, the other guy, um, someone that on draft day I was super high on. And, um, you know, of course – the fantasy heads out there kind of pounded them down to like the bottom of like the eleventh round, but I really do like CD Lamb uh, personally. I think that that's the best passing team out of anyone that we mentioned, and I think that he has exceptional talent. And the only thing about him that scares me a little bit is that uh, Michael Gallup is a guy that Mike McCarthy definitely likes. Yo, you were literally just <laughs> taking the words out of my brain. Great minds thinking alike, putting them uh, into the airways here. No, I was gonna say strictly talent perspective here, mm-hmm. right? I watched C.D. Lamb in college at Oklahoma. 
from talent-wise, I think he's probably the most talented of the bunch. Mm -hmm. The problem he's going to run into yeah. in Dallas is there's too many mouths to feed. Yeah. Between Jarwin, which I don't know why I'm saying him first. <laughs> they yeah. use Jarwin. Blake Jarwin and the Cowboys. Amari <laughs> <laughs> Cooper. Like, yeah. he's like... He's an amazing option, but he's option realistically right. probably C, right? Yeah, yeah. Zeke, mm -hmm. Coop, mm -hmm. then him or Gallup, right. so maybe C or D. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, Talent-wise, incredible. Someone that is not being talked about, and I feel like because of where he is and mm -hmm. the fact that he was injured during camp, is Mims. Yeah. Mims okay. also, I, I've watched a ton of Baylor football for some reason because I have a gambling <laughs> problem, <laughs> was also incredible. If you watch the bowl game between Oklahoma and Baylor, yeah. when you had actually Lamb and... Uh, Mims going right up against each other. Like their stat line was incredible. Mims was making unbelievable, unbelievable circus catches everywhere. Like mm -hmm. had like amazing season for Baylor in his career. There, he's super talented. Do not be surprised if you know middle of the season he starts to pick up and he's kind of that like mm -hmm. you know hidden gem on the yeah, Jets. That's far. Uh, because yeah. he is on the Jets, he's not getting the love, mm -hmm. and that's my honest opinion. But I'd keep an eye out on it. Yeah, and oh. since we are in New York, New Jersey, uh, we are also pretty close to Philly, so I just want to mention that you did not name Jalen Rager at yeah. all. So, uh, oh, that's, that's right. That's, that's my sorry, guy. That must, that must have slipped. He's, he's, yeah. uh, he's probably out for week one. Potential. I think he's questionable for week two. So. You were right. So we'll yeah. see how that goes. I do like him, kind of similar to what really everyone was saying, just be the opportunity. I, I right. will shamelessly admit, when I Google search rookie wide receivers, uh, Jalen Rager was not <laughs> listed here. Although although LaVisca Chenault on the Jacksonville yes, Jaguars uh, is. <laughs> I have a, I have a wild one, a wild card since we're talking about Chenault. Um, a, a guy that I've seen in a lot of uh, circles of people that I respect a lot uh, that has been getting a lot of steam is uh, Chase Claypool on the Steelers. A lot of people seem to think that he has elite talent. I sorry, I don't know what school he went to off the top of my head, but I'm hearing that he's doing all the things right in te in camp. And the thought is that Ben Roethlisberger finally healthy, maybe he'll have a huge year. Yeah, I think there's a, being a lot of comparisons to I believe the 2014 wide receiver class, which if you're not familiar with, is your mm -hmm. Jarvis Landry, Beckham's, Evans draft. Which if you just go through that list, I don't have it pulled up right now. There's a ton of studs in that draft. Yeah, awesome. Claypool of Notre Dame, by the way. Oh, there is fighting Irish. Pretty cool. All right. All right, awesome. Thank you, guys. That was John Asks. Big Bank Picks. All righty, guys. Here it goes. Your 2019 Big Bank champ, I'm Zach. I'm sweating. I'm sweating. <laughs> coming towards you with the very first play of the season, and I am going to give you my, uh, my favorite play of my three that I have. This is the one that I feel most confident in. And there is a reason why I feel the most confident in this play. It's because we've talked about it. Literally, week after week, year after year, what do we talk about in the first week of the season? Broken record, guys. We're going to fade the new. Mm -hmm. And it does not get more new than the Carolina Panthers. My right. first play is for two units. I have the Vegas Raiders now mm. at minus three at Carolina. As we talked about, they have a brand new coach in Matt Rule. Offensive coordinator Joe Brady and defensive coordinator Phil Snow. All brand new. The whole staff is new. The starting QB is new. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, I don't know what we're going to get out of him. He shined his four weeks in, uh, with New Orleans last year, but he was also playing with a top defense. Really didn't light up the, uh, the scoreboard too much. Panthers also lost almost half of their starting defense in the offseason. And they've literally used every single one of their draft picks on defensive <laughs> players. You heard me correct. Every player they drafted mm -hmm. was a defensive player. So just to give you an idea of who they're going to be without, for, who were starters last year, James Bradbury, Don Terry Poe, 
Gerald McCoy, Ross Cockerell, and, you know, this guy named Luke Keekley. I don't know if you ever yeah. heard of him. <laughs> happened to retire. Uh, not to mention last year, they gave up 470 points to their opponents, which was good for 31st out of 32 teams in the NFL. Let's talk about the new look Vegas Raiders. Entering the second year in our favorite serial killer puppet, Chucky Gruden's system. <laughs> Last year, we all know they underperformed a little bit at 7-9, and nine, and mostly caused a, a bottom-tier defense, yeah. uh, bottom-tier off, uh, average offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, they kind of underperformed. They were also got a little bit of the injury bug. Yeah. Uh, 24th ranked in points for and against. So they were smack at 24, so bottom 10 team. Uh, do I think the Vegas Raiders are going to be world beaters this year? No. But it doesn't matter because this is week one, right? right? <laughs> yep. So they had a slew of injuries, as I talked about. Um, their first rounder last year, John Abrams, literally had a season-ending injury on week one. Right. Uh, if we remember uh, a little positive note, they had an emerging star and fourth rounder, Max Crosby, mm. with that like yeah. consecutive sack streak, and like I think it was like the middle of the season where he had the, some like six sacks. Yeah, like, that's two right. Weeks. That's right. Um, so the defense, I, I don't that. think, is going to be fantastic, but they have young talent. That's supposed to get better, and this is, once again, their second year. Right. So they know the system. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about the offense. Derek Carr is a vet now, which is crazy because mm-hmm. I remember when he first came into the league. Right. <laughs> I'm old. Uh, but Jacobs, Waller, Renfro are the heart of the offense, yeah. right? These guys who know the offense well. Reports out of camp is actually that uh, the rookie Edwards has been more impressive than Ruggs. So apparently Edwards is going to be oh, like wow. a solid two receiver. Should have had his name on the list. Yeah, <laughs> third, third round guy, I believe. Yeah, third yeah. round guy. Yeah, cool. But like I said, we talked about it. We're not going to even pay attention to the rookies this year, right? Yeah. This is a classic case of just being overwhelmed, right? There's mm-hmm. been no preseason, no live action for this brand new Panthers team, which is as new as you can possibly get. Yep. This is much more of a Panthers fade. Right? Yeah. I can see this game getting out of hand quick because mistakes pile up. Raiders just have to basically play fundamentally sound mm-hmm. football. Uh, this is a game that I'd be looking to throw into multiple parlays, multiple teasers, because I'm. this is like the one game I am very confident in. So I'm just going right. to say, if you're going to take one game from me this week, this is the I'm one. Not, that's the Big Bang champ speaking right there. No, that's, that's very interesting, Zach, that you, that you brought up. Uh, I mean, it doesn't get more new than the uh, Panthers, which was good. The only thing, I do have a little bit of pause when it comes to the Raiders in letdown spots of where they should have won, uh, mainly because I'm scorned from their Jets. last game at the Black Hole, and they oh, uh, gave yeah. them a huge lead to the Jaguars, who oh, had yeah. zero to play for. So, um, of course, as a good as a good pro better, you got to throw out your... Um, personal bias, but you know it's great that we're we're, we're talking about new and uh, my first handicap also has that. And let's talk about fading the only starting rookie quarterback, and that would be Joe Burrow. Um, guys, there's a lot to like here, and that's the official sound of the winning Nuggets. <laughs> but guys, um, this is kind of like a weird combo play. So I, I got the Chargers minus three. Yeah, so this is as much a play of fading Joe Burrow and the Bengals as it is um, kind of backing the Chargers. Um, a lot of people will look and go, oh, gee, uh, new quarterback on the Chargers because Phil Rivers has finally got Tyrod Taylor. Well, you know what? That's a false new because he was on the team last year, and he knows Anthony Lynn very well from his years in Buffalo. I think that the Chargers, uh, from a talent perspective, they have everything that they need to really um, win some games this year. They address the offensive line and the offseason. They have Austin Eckler, who's very good. Um, they got... All the talent in the world. Uh, their defense is actually pretty nasty still, even without Derwin James, with the addition of Chris Harris and Linval Joseph. Um, Cincinnati are the third worst in the team, uh, excuse me, in the league against the spread at home in the last three years, 37.5%. 
Yes, of course, they were rebuilding, and this is a different team, but I just can't see Joe Burrow coming in cold off the, off the street and getting anything out of this. I feel like they're going to go very conservative. They're going to run a lot. I don't think that they're going to make a lot of big plays. I don't think that they're even going to put Joe Burrow in a situation for people to come out of week one and go, oh, um, he's a bust. Also, Bengals defense, they addressed the secondary a lot. They signed Mackenzie Alexander, Trey Waynes, Von Bell. Trey Waynes is out. Mackenzie Alexander is really not a an outside-the-numbers type of corner, and Von Bell's a little bit washed up. And they were also the second-worst last year in yards per play given up. I think the Chargers' offense is a little bit underrated, and I think the Bengals' hype, I feel like the Bengals are going to get a lot of public money of people going, oh, let's see if Joe Burrow's good. Also, it's a 4 o'clock game in Cincy. I think a lot of people, that's going to spike after the 1 o'clock games when people already lost their their shitty 19 parlays. They're, everyone's going to juice that. So I'm going to be looking to buy back into the Chargers again when it gets closer to 2.5, uh, two, two. But I would be very wary. I like this only at 3 and not 3.5 because I, I saw some 3.5s hmm. floating around. Interesting. Yeah, that has uh, Ravens-Dolphins week one of last year written mm-hmm. all over Oof. it. I think we could enter week two, Dean, and it mm-hmm. looks like the Bengals might be 12-point dogs because right. they're that bad. And we're like, wow, why didn't we take the Chargers with, with those points? Completely agree there, man. Uh, and I, I would also be baiting Zach Taylor just in, in general. Yeah. Just when, when there's more prep mm-hmm. that Terrible coaches don't president. capitalize. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we can all agree that Anthony Lynn is a good coach. So. I agree. Uh, I just think that Anthony Lynn is a good coach. He devised that scheme to stop Lamar in the playoffs mm-hmm. two years ago, and um, now he's finally able to uh, run the system that he wants because he he inherited Philip Rivers and had to stick with him. Yeah. Uh, the, the, I think the team's high on Tyrod Taylor. I think they're yeah. going to let Herbert wait. And I think Tyrod Taylor has a lot to prove, too. It's his last year of a two-year contract, and mm-hmm. he knows he's not going to be the long-term Chargers quarterback. Yeah. yeah. I completely agree. I I love the Chargers this year in in totality. I'm watching a lot of Hard Knocks on HBO. Nice man, Anthony Lynn fires me up. Uh, I I think that you're right, Dean. This is finally Anthony Lynn's time. The Philip Rivers era is over. Tyrod Taylor is going to be the starter until necessity dictates. This is mm. not going to be like how the Browns yanked Tyrod against the Jets. Yeah, week three. Uh, yeah, in week three. This is not. Anthony Lynn's not going to do that with Tyrod. If if there's any. Uh, quarterback change, it's going to happen either in the middle of the week or, or due to an injury. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm really curious to see what the Chargers do. The Derwin James injury obviously hurts, but against a, you know, a weak opponent, some people say that the Bengals are still probably destined for the first overall pick. I think that's a safe choice. You said the line was three, right? Yep, just three. So, I, mean, I mean, come on. That's a field goal for a team that should... Honestly, some on paper, and especially a year or two ago, was a playoff team. I know Rivers right. is not there, but right. against a team that just had the number one overall pick, Joe Burrow, buddy, this ain't LSU. I love the pick. Absolutely. I so, uh, I believe it's my turn. Yes, John. Let's hear it. a newcomer. Okay, so, uh, I'm going to go with... Redskins plus five and a half. Now, to be warned... How many units? One unit. Okay. okay. All three of my plays are going to be one unit because uh, I love them all equally. So <laughs> Redskins plus six and a half is what I have in the ledger. However, it is plus five and a half now. It was six and a half for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that uh, once it reached six and a half, a lot of people grabbed it because three, six, and seven are key numbers, as we said, at the top of the hour and as we say always. But let me get into this, this game specifically. So... Uh, I believe I also said the R word. I mean Washington football. Yes. So uh, the Washington footballs, uh, let's start with them. Dwayne Haskins ended the season a lot better than people think because from mm-hmm. weeks 1 through 12, they just jerked him around. He was mm-hmm. in, he was out. Yeah. When he was in, they said he wasn't ready to start. Yeah. Horribly Why is he starting if yeah. he's not? Right. We know the whole Gruden situation. Doesn't really know talent. 
He's out of there. Finally, <laughs> fresh start for him. Yeah. If you look at weeks 12 on, they beat the Lions, beat the Panthers, just barely lost to the Packers in, I think it was week 14. Yeah, I remember, I remember that game. That, yeah, that was a scary one All games for played Packers, pretty, Packers. Dwayne right. Haskins showed something. Rookie, of course, makes mm-hmm. mistakes. But the last two starts of the season, Eagles and Giants. Mm-hmm. And check out what he did. Mm-hmm. This is both of those games combined. 31 of 43, good completion percentage, over 70%. Yeah. Had about 400 yards, four touchdowns, no picks. I absolutely wow. love that to build off of. And that's not sure. something that's at the forefront of mm-hmm. everything because there's a lot of distractions with, oh, they got the new coach, they, they yeah. changed their name. People are looking to fade them because they're already like, oh, they're over under a six. Let's just get rid of them right off the bat. Yeah. So I value the, the Washington football team more than the public. Now let's go over to the other side because you can't just have a handicap of one team. Mm-hmm. you got to also look to, uh, to fade a team as well. If you can buy a team and fade a team, you're in a really good spot. So I normally would be okay with the Eagles uh, in terms of continuity. Head coach came back. Uh, I actually think that he's an above-average coach. However, yeah. for the third year in a row, they're bitten by the injury bug. Yep. We got Already. two, uh, two yeah. offensive linemen gone. Mm-hmm. Rager, we mentioned again at the top of the hour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's going to be gone for this game, possibly the, the second game. Uh, we're looking at uh, Alshon Jeffrey. He didn't get to. Yeah. He's, I don't, he's out for – it might be the whole season. It might be a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter. He's out for this week. So that's all we care about. And then, of course, um, Goodwin, I think, is out for COVID. So we look yeah. at all these cluster injury, or he, he opted out, not he right, right. So we look at all of this, put it all together, home game for the Redskins, sorry, Washington football team. Mm-hmm. And I think this is one thing that I, that I want to make sure I get in. I value home field the almost the exact same this year as I do previous years. Yeah, I okay. that's an interesting point yeah. because I do have that, and I actually have more on this game a little bit later. But um, it's... Yeah, it's interesting. I think that a lot of people look to say, okay, no crowd, so let's throw out home field. Yeah, you still have to fly. You still have to, mm-hmm. you know, being in public is kind of cumbersome. Like, these players have to go. They have to make sure that they are just going straight to the hotel. I, I think mm-hmm. there's some benefit of sleeping in your own bed. This is literally yeah. also the first time that all of these teams will be leaving their camp bubble. Yeah. yeah. Like, they have True. not been anywhere, mm-hmm. supposedly. Mm-hmm. Uh right. Besides their hotel or their yeah, home. Right, right. Certainly you, not at these stadiums. Yeah, when you get to Washington, you're used to going out to eat at certain places. You're used mm-hmm. to any kind of nightlife. Okay, practice is over. Let's go out to eat. Let's go golf. Mm-hmm. Can't do any of that. You yeah. just got to go inside and play right. Madden, which is an awful game, as we all know. <laughs> Absolutely. All yeah. So you put all this Next together, episode. and I didn't even get to really touch on the Washington football team's defense. Yeah. I think their front seven is actually above yeah. average. Yeah. And I think that we see them by like week eight, people start to pick up on that. Yeah. They're like, wow, this defense is no joke. So when you put all that together... I like it at plus five and a half. Boy, do I love it at plus six and a half. But we can't get that. Plus five and a half is not key, but it's over the three, and it's at home, and I don't really discount home field advantage at all. So sure. I'm go home dog. Yeah. T- touchdown wins it, right? Absolutely, yeah. No doubt. There you go. Cool. I'll, uh, I'll jump in with, with my first pick. Um, oh, boy. We're going, we're going right for it. We're going Sunday night, baby. Cowboys at Rams. LA's open up their brand new SoFi Stadium. I'm going to tell you, it don't matter. The Cowboys are are the public favorite. They're kind of like the Buccaneers, where it's just about, okay, everything looks good. Everyone places, curtains up. Let's see what's going on. Dak Prescott still didn't get his contract. Said today, some a quote along the lines of, I've got a fire burning, and it's a big one. This dude is ready nice. to ball. McCarthy, I actually, this is going to sound uh, an odd comparison. I akin uh, McCarthy coming to... Uh, the Cowboys, like uh, John Gruden came to the Buccaneers after Tony Dungy left. Okay. Essentially, 
as, as much as I hate to admit as a Giants fan, a Super Bowl-ready team yeah. that just needs that little extra thing. For for Tony Dungy's squad, like, it was just, they just needed another year, you know? I, I That's a whole different discussion about Gruden and that team. <laughs> right. Uh, but I love the Cowboys here. Again, the Rams are home. They're going to be extra motivated. I'm watching Hard Knocks. Uh, but but what do I but what do I like about the Cowboys? Um, two plays here. I'm actually going to split. I'm going to put one unit on each of these. Uh, the Cowboys first half over. I love this number, 13 and a half. So you're telling me that all the Cowboys have to do score an opening drive touchdown, and then hey, you got another what? 25 minutes left of, of first half. They got to score one more. Okay. I what like are the odds that? on that? I'm just curious. Uh, minus 114. That's actually not bad at all. all right. And do I think that Jared Goff and the Rams that offense? Been watching Hard Knocks. Do you think I haven't been overly impressed? Do maybe the Cowboys score maybe 17 and the Rams really not get anything going that first half? I believe it. Uh, akin to that, SAT word akin twice already. Uh, I like the Cowboys' first quarter minus a half point for plus odds plus 114. Back All to right. that number. Uh, so I'm going to wow. split my two units That's on those. Easy. It's uh, it's it's a little unconventional. And at first, I was I was almost trying to convince myself to pick the Rams because they were home, mm. they're the underdogs. And the more and more I looked at it, I said the more it's it's going to be the Cowboys. Now I have some other numbers to back this up. Football Outsiders has a really really cool metric on drive stats. Yeah. You know, if I'm betting first half, first quarter, I want to see how well these teams do. I on like where this drives. is going. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so Dallas, out of all 32 teams, they have this really cool metric. Um, Points per drive. Where do you think the Cowboys rank out of 32 I, teams? I bet they're close to the top. Yeah, I was going to say, based on last year, definitely. They are fourth. Okay. Fourth, fourth highest uh, at 2.51 points per offensive drive. Wow. Obviously, that sounds like a tiny number, but they had 170 drives. So I, I, they don't have the uh, average here. They right. only trail the Baltimore Ravens, Kansas City Chiefs, and New Orleans Saints. Hey, yeah. you know, your Super Bowl favorites. This and there, year. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of outliers in those numbers, too. Like Ex- the, the Ravens week one against Miami. Yeah, yeah. Ex- exactly. So I see that points per drive. I see this. This is a Cowboys team that, you know, for Jerry Jones, but before he has a coronary on the field, <laughs> this is the team that's going to play hard for him. This is as close to a Super Bowl they're going to get since the Tony Romo days. And I just think that the, the Cowboys defense with Randy Gregory coming back, a couple other guys on that line, they're going to come out stronger than the Rams will. I think the Rams are still a team. This will not be the last you hear from mm-hmm. me about the Rams. I actually like the Rams a lot this year. Right. But to start off the season and the first half, the first quarter, I'm going to say Sean McVay's team takes a little bit to get going. So I got, a, again, a unit on the Cowboys' first half over 13.5. So, again, it's just that's just over 13.5. Two touchdowns and you win it. doesn't matter what the Rams even do. I think I handicapped that incorrectly at first. <laughs> and then the Cowboys' first quarter... Just have them win it. Minus a half. Uh, again, two numbers I really like. I would just like to say, I love how far we've come as a podcast. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> like, last year, we were like, all right, it's week 10. I was like, oh, Patriots will win a Patriots yeah. money line, you know? They're good. And that was, yeah, no, definitely, John. I, I, and that's something interesting that um, I was going, I, I'm going to touch on my next play. Yeah. I was debating taking just a team total for the full game. Sure. Anyway, and, um, yeah, that's a really, really sharp way to squ- uh, to get it. I, I should say, too, that first half over, mm-hmm. um, th- this is also safe for tomorrow night's game, the Chiefs and the Texans. This is the game with the highest uh, total. I think it's 52. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot, of, yeah, a lot of low numbers. So, I, yeah. I just, I like, I just like it a lot, clearly. Can I add on that? Can I add on that? Yeah, of course. So the Rams, if based off of their cluster injuries at running back and yeah. just their lack of a run game in general, yeah. got to figure 
Uh, I know at the end of the year, for several weeks, they didn't really pass as much. Mm-hmm. But you got to figure if they everyone's healthy, they get back to their yeah. like three wide receiver type thing. If that happens, that could be incomplete passes as well. Yeah, okay. So that's going to stop mm-hmm. the clock. I mean, that bodes extremely well Absolutely. for that first half, no doubt. Mm-hmm. That's, that's an interesting point. Some real sharp stuff here. I mean, this is why I'm so glad that I'm on the show, too, because yeah. uh, even if I go one and two, then I know that I have some great plays for my friends because, <laughs> you know, we, all we do is make money here. So, yep. Mr. Champion, let's hear your final play. Or, <laughs> do, or, or do you want me to? No, this is not my final play. This is <laughs> All right, let's hear number play. two, then. Play dude. <laughs> right? It wouldn't be week one of the Winning Ticket Podcast. <laughs> If I didn't bet the Bears, I mean, <laughs> all right, come on, like uh, as per tradition, right? We're back. Yeah. Oh, all teams <laughs> against the like, hey. hey. I mold it over. I'm not joking. I did mold it hey. over earlier. I want to hear it. I want to hear it. <laughs> it's one unit. This is a two-team seven-point teaser. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. This is the Bears plus ten at Detroit. I'm taking Indy minus a half a point at Jacksonville. All right. All okay. right. This is Mitch's last stand, baby. <laughs> Boy, he really showed us something last. He time. really did. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So we talked about this last uh, show that we yeah. are actually a Lions podcast this year. Oh, yes. right? Yeah, oh, we yeah. love uh-huh. the Lions, and uh, I think this is just going to be a good old-fashioned, close, funky divisional game, mm-hmm. right? The game actually opened as the Bears is a two-point favorite and mm-hmm. has since shifted five points and five wow. points in less than three weeks, which means that. People really, yeah. really don't like the Bears, yeah. um, and I get it because it's basically the whole handicap is Mitch Trubisky. Last year they played two yeah. close games with, but without Matt Stafford, mm-hmm. and we'll add that mm-hmm. uh, a seven-point victory margin and a four-point squeaker on Thanksgiving. That was when David Blau, yeah. yes, who's, who's currently out. not in the NFL. That's yeah. how Soccer. bad he is. Yeah. Yeah. I actually didn't think he played that bad. Yeah. That's why also, I, I, mean, I, I, I am surprised. To be fair, though, the Bears did start Chase Daniel as well. Yes, they did. Absolutely. Uh, I, I, I agree with you, Zach. Just real quick, I want to interject because I like I hate Trubisky. I think the Bears stink. I will admit that that is such a square mentality yeah. because I have really no numbers to back it up other than yeah. duh, Mitchell Trubisky, yeah, bad. Nick so, Foles, bad. Yeah, so, so, so what's changed, I'm hearing right? Here. What's changed? That's a very valid question in 2020 for both of these teams. For the Lions' defense, right? They acquired uh, basically half the Patriots. They acquired yeah. Jamie Collins, Nick Williams, Danny Shelton, uh, Desmond Trufant, and Deron Harmon, the most noticeable additions, mm-hmm. uh, and along with drafting a, a Kudo with the first overall pick. Yep. Matt Patricia, defensive-minded coach. Uh, he should, they honestly, even though they are, like, they're vets, right? But they mm-hmm. should assimilate quickly to yeah, yeah. his offense, uh, his defense, excuse right. me, because they... Especially having that continuity of having absolutely. And the offense, Matt Stafford, hopefully healthy. I really do hope for him that he can stay healthy because he is a top 10 quarterback when he is. And Mm -hmm. the offense is probably as dangerous as anybody else. Uh, Great offensive targets, Galladay, Marvin Jones, carry on if healthy. Now they have Swift. We don't know how he's going to be. So the biggest question mark, obviously, with the Lions is their defense. Mm-hmm. The Bears, and this is really what I'm relying on here, is uh, their defense. The defense was not an issue at all last year. They were fourth in the league, points against. All right? Mm-hmm. This is the glaring problem. You have a team that gives the fourth least points. That's wow. incredible. You would take yeah. that tomorrow, yeah. right? Imagine well, if I told you. What were they, like 7-9 and nine or 6-10? and 10? Yeah. They were. Uh, wow. I, I, yeah. So I think they are actually a little bit. It might have been 8-8 eight and eight last year. Don't have the, uh, the number on me right now. But uh, 29th ranked offense. All right, was the play calling a problem, or was it Mitch Trubisky just being bad? I don't know because mm-hmm. the year before that they looked great. Mitch actually had a decent year, 
You know, the offense was running. The run game was going well. Yeah, uh, he was and, running. That's a big aspect of Trubisky's game. Absolutely, and you that. saw the games where they did have success right. last year. Yeah. He actually took off. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing I like is that Mitch has pressure on him now, right? He's got yeah. Nick Foles sitting in the wing. What does that mean? He's going to make decisions that he wouldn't normally make. He might make that risky throw that he never would. Uh, he might run. He might get out of the pocket and try and, you know, get some first downs. He's playing for a contract. He just sold Deshaun Watson make $150 mil. Right. Patrick Mahomes make four hundred fifty. Same draft mil. class. Same yeah. draft class. So, like, this man is not only playing for his job, he's playing for, like, his 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 future, his riches, man. Mm-hmm. He could literally be... His a, riches. His, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he could be a, a multimillionaire. Yeah. Uh, more so than he already is. Um, but just wrapping it up, man, Chicago's offense, offense is going to run through the QB, right? So only new addition on their offense this year, rookie tight end, and I have the ghost of Jimmy Graham. Yeah. Which oh I do God. not understand God, that two-year deal. Yeah. I honestly hope that he's yeah. only in there in special packages. I think um, they have like 10 tight ends. They cut yeah. a decent amount of them. And... Yeah, and a David Montgomery groin issue too, yes. which is a, is a big identity. No, that, that's a good one. So it's, yeah, but I was just gonna say with no preseason, right? Uh, I'm saying give me the veteran proven defense over the high powered offense. I expect mm-hmm. a one score finish either way, but I think it yeah. shouldn't be a problem covering ten points. Yeah, I agree, and and that's a, that's a key concept too um, that you you tease to get to key numbers. And um, one of my big bank plays, which I'll just give away right now is I just wanted to get to, to some underdogs into better numbers. Um, one, is I actually tease through zero, which is uh, something that not a lot of people do. So no, it's, six and, it's six and a half, but uh, uh, there's a reason why, because it's a play I already gave. It's a Chargers minus three, t- and I tease them two, three and a half. Yep. So okay. before you get to that, mm-hmm. let me hit the second half of the let's, teaser. Oh, let's okay. Do okay. Because I can't just handicap one. Right, right. It's right. Part of it. So the other half is the Colts minus a half versus Jacksonville. Um, you've heard me say normally I would fade the new, right? And the new is Philip Rivers, who is not new. He is 39-year-old. Um, <laughs> so why is the situation different, right? It's because Frank Wright. That's the difference. And why is that? Last year he went through an entire offseason program and three weeks of preseason practicing and designing plays for Andrew Luck, his presumed QB. So week three of preseason in the middle of the game, one week left before the season starts, and he finds out that his starting quarterback is retiring, and he has to redesign his playbook mm. for Jacoby Brissett, who's completely mm-hmm. different. Complete, yeah. Completely different quarterback, right. correct? Yeah, agreed. So how does that work out? Well, through week eight, they were 5-2 and two with the second-best record in the AFC, which people completely yeah. freak, forget about. This is a literally, hey, your starting quarterback's gone. Now you got two weeks to, right. to put something mm-hmm. together. 5-2. and two. What does yeah. that say? The quarterback is serviceable, but it's the talent surrounding it. Right. They have mm-hmm. a great old line to protect Rivers. Oh yeah. You don't know what's going to happen. Underrated with and Jonathan Taylor, but yeah. he still has T.Y. Hilton, who's now healthy. Yeah. Marlon Mack proved that he, they could run the hell out of him, mm-hmm. and now they're going to have him, Hines, and a rookie running back in there. Mm-hmm. So they have the three-headed monsters. I think Frank Reich is going to have Philip Rivers humming. Yeah. I think I can expect a okay. really good year out of yeah. Rivers. All right. Opposite side, Jacksonville. I'm not going to spend more time than I have doing this. <laughs> it's very apparent they're in tank mode. Yeah, you had me at Jacksonville. I'm comparing them to last <laughs> yeah. year's Dolphins, where yeah. they're going to start out ugly and probably get a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But they're in a transitional period. They're, they tried to get rid of anyone and everyone from the Tom Coughlin era. Right. All right? From that 2017 <laughs> AFC uh Championship Pierce team, they have almost nobody left. Mm. Oh, they're down to the studs. Yeah. Minshew. <laughs> they broke that Minchu, thing down. Meh. Right? Yeah. Meh, Minshew, S- DJ six, Shark. Sixth-round quarterback. Not. It's just, it's kind of, it is, it is what it is. You know, like, yep. like he's he's shown flashes, but 
Six round quarterback, you're you're not gonna say, hey, Absolutely. we're about to win a Super Bowl. The running back situation with, with is a mess. They've shipped out half their defense, and oh yeah, Doug Marone, that guy who's been there forever, <laughs> yeah. still the coach. They they even hired his replacement to be the offensive coordinator. Yeah. So <laughs> so I don't know what their plan is, and I just don't see them showing up week one. No. Give me the seasoned vet and the better overall supporting cast yeah. to basically just win outright. Right? It's minus a half a point. Yep. So when, all you're doing is asking them to win. Just yep. win. So that's it. So I got the Bears plus 10, Colts minus a half. There you go. And the reason why I uh, kind of sped through that one was uh, I figured that you just took the, the biggest favor and was like, let's throw some points onto that one, which is actually a good thing to do. I think that, yeah, I, I mean, we're not going to make a case for the, the Colts to win outright because that is literally like, what, minus like 300? So, uh, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a good one. Yeah. But, uh, Zach, correct, for, for the people listening at home, mm-hmm. so that seven-point teaser is minus 150. Minus 150, correct. Okay. So, and that's interesting. I, I mean, we're giving you guys all all the different aspects that you could get out of yeah. a sports book. We have team totals. We have quarter totals. We have half totals. We have teasers where you have to lay a little bit of money. I, I think that's pretty safe. So, I'm going to do one. It's a six-and-a-half-point teaser, as I already gave away. And I already gave you the Chargers handicap. I think they went out right. So, I'll take three and a hook just in case uh, Joe Burrow does. Just in case I'm dead wrong, you could skip through the first five minutes and just play this one. <laughs> um, yeah, just in case I'm dead wrong there. If the Chargers do lose, it will certainly not be a blowout. So getting through zero, I know it's frowned upon in a lot of circles. Um, I just wanted to get up to a key number, and that's a part of the reason why I said I like it at three and not three and a half, uh, mainly because I don't like the Chargers enough to lay more than a field goal. I don't like, uh, and of course I'll take points more than a field goal. But I'm going to bring up two more teams here. I'm going to go with the Packers plus nine, mainly because they're playing against uh, the Vikings on the road, always close games. Uh, actually, three out of the last four have been uh, settled by a touchdown or less. So getting nine points is pretty much um, a done deal. I know it's a very popular pick. A lot of people already hit. Uh, Green Bay, I believe, had three and a halfs uh, uh, earlier in the summer. So that's a, a very much uh, Sharps public. Uh, the Sharps will probably buy back in for a middle. Um, so Packers plus nine, I think, is is a lock step. And something that we haven't brought up yet is uh, my love of this team, and that's the Broncos plus nine. So my three legs are Packers plus nine, Chargers plus three and a half, Broncos plus nine. Um, the line jumped. It, it, it ran because Von Miller's out. I mean, Von Miller's not a guy that can move a number for me. If he could move a number, maybe a half point. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, it's the, the Broncos. Uh, I'm high on them, and their field is high. Uh, elevation sickness is real. The Titans are going in there. Playing in prime time, they're going to try to pound the rock. It is hard to keep your breath playing on that field. The, I think that the Broncos have a distinct home field advantage. Actually, with no crowds all across, I actually think that they have the best home field advantage in the NFL this season, as long as they don't have full capacity crowds. It's one of those things, too, where I'm, I'm high on Denver. I think that on a neutral in regular elevation, they could keep it close. But uh, getting plus nine, I, I think the Broncos win this game outright. But um, getting nine points certainly doesn't hurt just in case things go bad. Yeah, that's airtight. Uh, I, I can't add anything to the Broncos. That, that was one of my uh, honorable mentions. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you, man. I think yeah. that that's completely flawless. Sweet. Now, unfortunately, uh, I'm going half head-to-head with Zach. Oh, so the reason why I say half is because you have <laughs> Bears. Uh, you got Bears plus ten. I'm going to be taking Lions by three. Hey, we can both win. I'm good with that. Totally. And that's very that's very possible, yeah. actually. Um, now, the issue was all week it's at Lions three and a half. So I'll come down to Lions by three. Um, I'll start with the Lions. You, you touched on a lot of stuff. 
I think their defense has gotten a lot better. Trufant, I believe they're paying double digits now. They're mm-hmm. paying them like 10 mil a year, mm-hmm. something ridiculous. Um, I won't go through all the defensive guys because you did mention them. However, you missed one, the third overall pick. When you go with a corner in the mm-hmm. first round, he's probably going to be dominant. Now, of course, rookie corners right away usually don't dominate, but this is kind of a culture shift for the Lions. I think Patricia is not a very good coach, um, but I think that he can see things defensively uh, that will improve this Lions Pretty poor defense. Let's go to the offense side of the ball. Matt Stafford uh, is finally coming back. I think he played five or six games last year. And the Lions number is a lot lower because people assume, and this is kind of what we said in the, in the preseason mm-hmm. one as well, the, uh, the Lions number is a lot lower because they assume that they cannot pass. However, uh, Stafford has shown time and time again, early in games and also early downs, when no one else wants to throw, he's a guy that does want to throw. His wife also was battling cancer, and mm-hmm. uh, she seems to be... Completely healed. Of course, you know, cancer can do all sorts of things. Right. But I think this is finally a breath of fresh air, a breath of normalcy for mm-hmm. Matt Stafford as well as the Lions' offense. Also, we didn't touch on the Bears' uh, injury issues. Montgomery, that's going to make them have to rely on Trubisky, something that I love. Uh, Khalil Mack was questionable. I believe Robert Quinn is also questionable. Mm-hmm. Now, wherever they decide to play or not, that. That, that both of those guys together can move a number. Um just because it's a cluster injury factor. Um, uh, really, and then I guess the last point is, is just Trubisky. I think they've already lost the locker room. I think until their bye week, I think that uh, they're going to be looking uh, to Foles. They're going to say, please come and save us. We've had, what is this, third or fourth year now with Trubisky? Yeah. Yeah. It's over. Uh, for some reason, the Bears want to hold on and pretend that they didn't make a mistake to trade up and draft mm-hmm. Trubisky. I think this mm-hmm. is just the classic case of you can start Foles, you cannot bench him. You could start Trubisky, yeah. and then you can bench him, mm-hmm. which is right. which is awful. You know, like if oh, you got to take your lumps, yeah. and you got to say, uh, "I was wrong." Let's start Foles if we want to win now. And I think that we'll see. We'll I think see the, I think Trubisky will be benched by week three. But I anyway, say, I say week four if he's going to get benched. That mm-hmm. rounds out my my yeah. Lions handicap. I think the yeah. Lions are, and this could be, you could boil it down to one sentence. I think this is just a power ratings play for me. I think the Lions are a lot better than people think, and I think the Bears sure. are already mentally kind of out of it. They go, Ugh, <laughs> Trubisky's playing already. We didn't even give Foles a chance, and <laughs> yeah. he got wraps it up. Yeah, I, th- I think the main the main piece too, and I kind of stepped on Zach when when he was giving his is that the Montgomery being out, I think really affects their offense. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, think, like we're saying, you guys most likely will both be right. I guess he's being if close they. Game. Are able to utilize Tara Cohen how they did two years ago and have him as that dual threat oh, yeah. pass catcher well, back they out really of the back. Shown that, like, but they yeah. literally did two years ago, and last year they're just yeah, like, but, nah, nah. Yeah, but then they that played sixteen me. more games and they didn't. I don't so know if Nagy is. There are some stats yeah. on Nagy. Don't know where, if I want him on my fantasy team. Like first drive, second drive, first half, Nagy really knows what he's doing. Then mm. all of a sudden, when they go to halftime, and the uh, the, the, the football yeah. scientists get together and go. Wait, they're doing this. Let's do this. Nagy comes out. He's like, "Wait, what happened?" Well, actually, and I think yeah. that, mm-hmm. and I'll, you know, we'll leave it at this. Is I truly believe momentum will be huge because if the Bears can come out with a, a quick stop and a score, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. their mentality sure. is going to be completely different. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? Maybe maybe Trubisk will uh, galvanize them, but for sure it'll be fun to look at. <laughs> Joe, you you had three, right? Yeah, I got Did, three. Any 
any chance that that played in the fact that the Bears still have kicker woes? They still have like demons from that's, that playoff. That's line? a great point. Like, and do you just like three with the Bears usually, or I, I, you know, that didn't really factor into it all. Okay, but that's yeah, another that's... great uh, reason why you should listen to the show because <laughs> I have done probably more research on this week and this season than ever before, mm-hmm. and all that's right. not even something that came up in my mind. I mean, it's 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 absolutely nothing affected. tangible it's specifically, but it they do like it. It's still out there that there are yeah. kicker problems mm-hmm. and I think they uh, that matters a lot when you're playing a team to, to <laughs> yeah. cover a, a number I mean sure and it's kind of like it's kind of like basketball I need you to make your free throws yeah like, right yeah. <laughs> in yeah. order for in order for me to take uh, you and you know what I just realized silly Zach uh, it's, uh-huh. this is a half unit play not one unit oh okay my next two are half <laughs> I thought you were yeah. going to go back on dude I, I gotta amend my I only want to take one thing in the Cowboys game anyway so alright so <laughs> we'll, we'll fix it all hit us with I'll, the new one because this is going to be a four hour episode yeah <laughs> Alright, uh, this is actually going to be the last game that I handicapped, and I'll leave it to you guys. Um, let's go Let's go to New York. Uh, not the Giants. Let's go to the Jets, and let's go to Buffalo. Uh, Jets at Bills is happening, and boy, oh boy, am I low can you go on, uh, on these teams. <laughs> the Jets are a bad team. The Bills, I think, are a bad team that people think are a good team. Uh, and so what don't I like about it? Well, I don't like these teams to score a lot of points. Um, so that's why. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to keep my first unit on the Cowboys' first half over 13 and a half. And then what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to put two units on similar bets here. Um, the first is the under of the game, 39 and a half. Okay. And then uh, because I believe in this under so much, there's actually a prop for minus 122 on DraftKings for no team to reach 25 points. Um, so I'm very ta- obviously taking under 39 and a half. I'm very comfortable. John, a half taking that. Half- a half play, an under, and a prop. I tell you, right. we're, we're, having, we're having fun this year. You might be singing, dude. Uh, so, <laughs> so I, I figure, let's yeah, let's let's have some fun with it. Um, what don't I like? Well, let's go back to our football outsiders uh, drive chart. I might make this a weekly staple because I'm really loving this. Let's see it. Um, so, th- so uh, we were talked about Dallas's points per drive. My earlier handicap, they were fourth best. Where do you think the Jets rank? And, dri- and points per drive from 2019. Yes, from 2020. With Sam Darnold missing, what, six games? Yeah. And yeah. Folk? Terrible. They, I mean, they're 20. Yeah. yeah. They, they, they were dead last. Yeah, they yeah. can't. Yeah. Dead fucking last. Mm-hmm. Now, where do the Bills factor in here, too? I'll save you guys the guesswork. They were the ninth worst. So wow. they were bottom two in points per drive. Um, and why I find that important, you know, looking at this differently than points per game, I just think points per drive is just a bigger sample size. Um, points per game, you're getting 16. Points per drive, we're getting here about 180, 175. Um, so it's it's just, I think it's a better metric to understand how teams operate from, you know, position to position. So um, I just don't like these teams putting up points. I see it as a sluggish Jets team against a pretty good Bills defense. You know, Bills defense over a couple mm-hmm. of years has been like, they've been good enough. They haven't been amazing. Um, I don't think the Josh Allen to Stephon Diggs connection is going to be is going to be that great coming out of the gate. I also don't trust the Bills running back situation. It's yes. kind of up in the air. In camp, they've hinted at uh, you know Zach Moss and, and uh, Devin Singletary having this kind of timeshare. Uh, one of the main beat writers there said that uh, it, it's going to be like game to game based on like linebacker formation on the other team. What a fucking mess! If yeah. your if your players and team are that good enough, you should be able. You shouldn't have to uh, play chess on every single. I, I actually possession. I actually read that quote, and I believe he yeah. said that if they have like if they're showing four down linemen, they'll throw right. in Moss. If they're not, how, you know, how do you make that fast adjustment? You it, just just throw you know, your guy. Is, you sometimes know? It, sometimes it gets into a coach speak where maybe right. they're trying to throw a cent off, but I mean, Could be. I, I think that yeah. 
I think that, that that's a good play, John. And, Could of course, be. I just want to remind yeah. everyone that uh, the first game last year was 33 total Jets-Bills, and uh, the second game was 13-6, to six, so a game wow. total of 19. With that being there said, that 13-6 game, it was... Mm-hmm. Pouring rain, and I believe right. Buffalo. Okay, was Buffalo was already. Yeah, they were already. Okay, so f- yeah. fair enough. But yeah, either way, I think historically these teams play each other close. They do. Yep. I did have initially Bills minus six and a half. I talked myself mm-hmm. out of it just in case the Jets did something fluky. Uh, I'd rather just take the totals here. But uh, so I'm going to put again one unit on no team to reach 25. That's minus 122 odds, mm-hmm. and then the under 39 and a half. That's minus 110. So John, my, my only thing that I sure. want to kind of poke some holes into yeah, yeah. Uh, is poke the em. no team to reach 25. Uh, I think the Jets absolutely suck. Um, <laughs> I think that the Bills are. While we're low on them, I think yeah. that the Jets have nobody on defense, and I, mm. the Bills might accidentally score twenty eight. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I hear f- about fair point. Yeah, sorry, yeah. real quick, I hear about uh, the explosiveness with Diggs and Allen, and how that could make them score quickly. But mm. I just don't buy it, especially yeah. not in Week One. So if they stick to their running type of, yeah. the reason why their you know their point or, um, points per drive is low is because they don't have the quick strike ability. Right, right. Yeah. they grind it out every time, mm. and that's very safe, but. You know, it's hard to get above. It's hard to get into yeah. that twenty-eight point. I'm, I'm also after the playoffs this year. I'm I'm so much lower on Josh Allen. Really, that entire quarterback class, Same. and we're talking Sam Darnold too, uh, than most people are. So this is like the year that you, you either say, "Listen, they're either taking the step forward, or they're not going to go anywhere." And I just for that, for some reason, that class to me just speaks of that one class that was like Christian Ponder, uh, Jake Locker. Like it's going to mm-hmm. be remembered as that class where it was just way too much hype yeah. and, and not enough to back it up. All right, that that's a that's really solid. Uh, that, that's as solid as you get. I was also looking at the Bills minus six and a half. So okay. maybe it's something. Do, do you like that or or now? It's tough, right? Uh, I, I like the number. You, you know what's crazy? I, I know that that you have the unders of, of yeah. a lot of things, but the only thing keeping me off it is I think that the Jets are getting thrown out by the public, and mm-hmm. they just completely Agreed. everyone's saying Agreed. that they're horrible. And I think that yeah. they might be able to surprise some people because they did spend all their. Free agency capital on the offensive line. Sure. I I could see maybe a little bit of a revival of a. Yeah, Zach was just talking about Denzel sure. Mims. I mean Herndon's back. Yeah. You get Le'Veon Bell, who's yeah, he's still that guy, Le'Veon <laughs> Bell. So um, speaking of the killer bees, uh, my next play is actually the Steelers minus five and a half. Um, this line ran. I think that this is the biggest met- mismatch of Week One, and actually the last two years, both. Week ones, I got the biggest mis- mismatch, and I exploited it. Um, of course, that was the Nathan Peterman Bills against wow. the Ravens. And funny enough, last year, the uh, Ravens versus Dolphins, I had uh, the, nice. the, Dolph- uh, had the uh, Ravens, not the Dolphins. Jeez. Uh, I think that this is one of those. I'm um, sorry to be brutal, guys, but I, it really what it was was I was actually looking at the Giants team total under, which is 20 and a half. Of course, if that was a key number, if that was 21 even, I would definitely do that. Sure. I, I, I will probably have that in my personal ledger somewhere. Mm-hmm. But I really think that this is a horrible matchup for the Giants offense versus the Steelers defense. Yeah. And, of course, kind of similar to what Joe was saying, if you like a team and fade a team mm-hmm. in the same game, that has to be um, yeah. an autoplay. And I am a huge buyer on Ben Roethlisberger. He got Tommy John. He clearly needed Tommy John for, like, three years. He said that his <laughs> arm was in pain 24-7, and he played oh, through it. Yes. Now, he, yeah. I, I know that he's older, but... I really subscribe to the fact that he rehabbed like a maniac. I think that he's in the best shape of his life. I think he's in the best thrown shape of his life. This team was so good that in spite of two horrible quarterbacks, they almost made the playoffs. Um, and both, uh, Devlin Hodges is not in the yeah. league, and Mason Rudolph is horrible. So I think that that team 
with no quarterback, the most important position in all of sports. Now they're getting their guy back, who is a Super Bowl winner and a Hall of Famer. I think that the Steelers offense is going to be humming this year. And unfortunately, the Giants really don't have a lot of talent on defense. Yes, they got they got Bradbury, but nothing else on defense. Logan Ryan? <laughs> Not even a little bit. I think that if you think about how the Steelers are going to line up, I mean, they could potentially go... Ebron at tight end, and then mm-hmm. Juju, Deontay Johnson, Claypool, yeah. who we talked about, with Connor, yeah. and I, I don't know. It's just too much experience. I, I think that, that I would actually take the Steelers minus 9.5. Wow. Uh, wow. Yeah, okay. I think this is the biggest mismatch on the board. Steelers minus 5.5. Yeah, I can't disagree with that. And just a little tidbit, I texted John. Literally, the Giants' first scrimmage game. Yeah. It was the day before they televised it, and I was looking at all the beat reporters who just talked about how Daniel Jones fumbled the ball, the <laughs> offense looked terrible, not defense didn't look good, like everything just looked bad. Yep. And I literally texted John over here, and I said, <laughs> I just put two and a half units <laughs> yeah, on I the Steelers. <laughs> they were minus three and a half. Yeah, they, they opened weird. This is going to go up to seven, maybe I past so. seven, yeah. uh, by the time Monday comes. The only reason I didn't want to touch it with the big bank, no, not because I am a Giants fan. Uh, we're, one, I have money on it, and we're we're money on it. we're money fans yeah. first. When it's yeah. Yeah. Money, you know? gambling, you got to put Gi- your heart. Giants aren't paying. I have money nickel. on it at, a, uh, at two points less, so three and a half. Mm-hmm. Lovely. Uh, and also, the only thing that scares me, and this is honestly, there's no handicap for this, mm-hmm. is this game is the public darling. This is the one that's getting hammered. Yeah. I literally, if you look at any pundit, there is literally zero person. Zero person mm-hmm. laying the points with the Giants. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But if you're going to take it, I will say you make sure you literally, as soon as you listen to this, you take it now. This yep. spread will be yeah. up to seven, if not past Absolutely. seven. By game time. And it's yeah. simply the yeah. defense, man, that, that Steelers defense yeah. is going to cause the Giants fits. Yeah. Absolute yeah. fits. Passing game is going to be non-existent. The only possible scenario I can see the Giants covering. I'm not going to say win. Is Roethlisberger's rusty? Turns the ball over mm-hmm. on accident, or or gets injured, or gets injured. I'm mm-hmm. going to leave that out of it, right? Right. I mean, I don't, I don't, handicap. I don't wish for Second that either. Second is but. that uh, somehow Saquon is running loose. Mm-hmm. That's it. Right. Time of possession, Giants somehow handle that, mm-hmm. and the Steelers don't score. Yeah. But otherwise, I I, yeah. I, I, I like your handicap. Yeah. yeah. Not, not even much of a handicap. Yeah. Do you, you want to? Since you're comfortable at nine and a half, do you want to go up to six and a half for big bank purposes? Since no, it's a, since no, it's because five and a half. Well, I mean, I, I don't want to lay lesson. more. Yeah. I don't want to lay more money. <laughs> no, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna lay the five and a half and not more points than that. No, but um, oh, I'll, yeah. I'll take the minus one ten right now just because yeah. it's around. Well, and oh, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, because like six and a half would probably give you plus odds. If because if you said you're comfortable with nine and a right. half, no, I, I, I totally sure am. But I, I I'm, I'm out for blood this year. So, sure. Yeah. All right. So yeah. If you were no talking to our listener right now, you're saying that if the line on Monday before kickoff is seven and a half, you're saying still lay it on the Steelers. So uh, naturally, I like it a lot less. But yeah, I probably would. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, here's my last play, guys, for another half unit, and I'm actually surprised that you, you, this, these sharp infested borders, <laughs> did not jump on this, especially because we all have similar feelings on the San Francisco 49ers. Mm. So I am going with the Cardinals plus seven. Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, Super Bowl hangover begins on Sunday, Jess. <laughs> um, Get the drinks out. Yeah, absolutely. No, the big fate on this game. Right, and we're talking strictly week one here. Is the San Francisco offense? You might be thinking, well, what's wrong with their offense? Right, they were second best offense in the league, scored the second most points. Um, it's no secret the Niners overperformed last year. Right, their defense is still going to be a force to be reckoned with. But similar to the 
Washington football team in oh, Eagles yes. handicap. Caught myself there. <laughs> Injuries. Debo Samuel, your wide receiver one. Questionable after recovering from his fractured foot in the offseason. They're saying there's a small chance he plays. If he does, he's pretty much going to be a decoy. Rookie Brandon Ayuk is also supposed to be their number two wide receiver. Mild hamstring strain. He's week to week. Probably not suiting up. If he does, very limited. Kyle Juice, Juice Jack. Mm-hmm. Questionable with a hamstring injury. The guy facilitates their run game, right? Yeah, and their starting center, Ben Garland, also recovering from a hamstring injury and is questionable. So assuming they all play, right, in the current state they're in, you have your wide receiver number one and two hobbled, your pro fullback injured, and your center injured. So that's going to affect the run game. You can't run. That means the pass is not developed. This is a recipe for disaster. And let's not forget that last year's Cardinals played them tough. Mm-hmm. Losing by three in week five and week ten, uh, excuse me, and then lost by ten in week eleven, but it was a last minute interception, right? Which caused that to be ten. It was actually supposed to be it was almost uh, another three point loss. Mm-hmm. Cardinals, on the other hand, returning most starters in the second year under Cliff Kingsbury, and oh, they only happened to add the uh, probably the third best wide receiver in the league in DeAndre Hopkins, yeah, and rid themselves of David Johnson, which is huge. Right. Um, Last year, Cardinals start to click as soon as Kenyon Drake started running the ball, right? Mm -hmm. The offense in the last four games of the season averaged 26.5 points. And these are the teams they played. Steelers, Browns, Rams, and Seahawks. So this is not like, oh, they're they're great. They played bum teams. No. Steelers, Rams, Seahawks. Fuck the Browns. They don't mean anything. (laughs) (laughs) When you put up that type of production... The offense was something. It's a good way, just we talked about that momentum ending the year. They know how to run the offense. There's not much new, right? Defense, they address some issues. Isaiah Simmons, good draft pick. He could play yeah. pretty much anywhere. He's really good. This is not, I'm not really too concerned about the defense. This is more of a, the Niners are banged up to begin the year. Mm-hmm. No preseason. You're going to have guys who normally don't play playing more snaps than they right. should. Mm-hmm. Uh, with an entire touchdown, and dare I say, almost more of a handy uh, of a motivation factor too. Yeah, that Cliff Kingsbury wants to show people, hey, last year I didn't have all the horses, now I do. Yep. Let's get out there. Let's make a statement against uh, the Super Bowl uh, competitors. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so to me, seven points, I just think is it just matches up real nice for me. Um, you're getting a touchdown. It's a week one. Mm-hmm. It's not like this is like, you know, look at the other teams who are seven-point dogs. Yeah. They're not the Cardinals. The Cardinals are not looked at as, like, the Bengals or the Jaguars. Right, like right. The Cardinals are going to be a good team. They're a victim of their own division, sadly, because there's so many good teams there. So uh, give me the seven points. I think that they're going to cover. I like that a lot. And I'm also going to be leaning uh, the under in that game, too, for pretty much the same reasons, as you mentioned. Didn't make it to the big bank, but uh, yep. uh, sticking with the total theme, love uh, that. you did mention uh, the Colts game as well. Notice I don't say the Jags game because that would be <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Colts, Jags, 45 and a half. I'm going way under. I would probably take it under the 38 ish range, like the mm-hmm. Bills and the Jets game is at. And that's a whole touchdown. So 45 is actually a key number when it comes to totals. Right. Um, really don't have to spend too much time on this because Zach kind of nailed it as well. I think we're going to see a very vanilla offense from the Colts. Mm-hmm. Good offensive mm-hmm. line, good running back tandem. And when Phillip Rivers throws the ball, a lot of a lot of high-variance things can happen. Yeah. So when you face a horrendous team, let's go with what we know. Let's go with what's safe. Let's run the ball 40 times, and we get out of here with mm-hmm. a win. I don't care what the score is. Um, and then we'll just go from there. I think Phillip Rivers probably throws under 23 to 25 times this game. Mm. And uh, Jags will not be able to put up 
uh, points to catch up. And when you yeah. got a couple of running teams, we know that the clock is always running. Mm-hmm. And I like that a lot. I'm going under 45 and a half for my third uh, play here. 20 to win 38. Yeah, that's I just a, did the math. That's a really <laughs> nice. good. Uh, that's a, that's a really good, good play there, especially because when you take, yeah, you have to think when you take it over, you have to envision at least both teams participating. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and right. I think that the Colts, um, there's a real chance that they just beat the uh, Jaguars in submission. And of course, the the Colts game script. I mean, I doubt that they're going to trot out 39 year old Phil Rivers and say, okay, we're going to we're going to run and shoot. I mean, right. you, got, you got the three running backs. I think Marlon yeah. Max in for a big workload. Um, I think that we have, dare I say, guys giving up on week one. I, I think the uh, it's something that we we saw last year, week one with the Dolphins, where. Um, you know, nobody really was bothered to tackle anyone. Uh, a la that Marquise Brown touchdown where there was nobody. Oh, the yeah, you're right. And they just let him go. So, um, that was fun. Yeah, that's a good one. That's definitely um, something I'm going to take a deeper look at uh, for my personal letter. Uh, Jono, I believe you ha- you're you are done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. Zach's Is this done. it? This and is Joe's it, done. boys. So you know, wow. what, you know what that means. It, it, you know what? It's time for the Dog Pound. Yes, that's right. It is the dog pound based on the sounder. And guys, I actually have two because it's we nice coming back here. Oh, woof, woof. Absolutely. Because, uh, yeah, and I, I was going to preface it all over the place because we've talked about um, all these games in some capacity. But uh, the first one is one that uh, Joe had a spread on, and that's the Washington football team plus 205. I think it's a good, hardy win one for the home team. Uh, Ron Rivera actually was just diagnosed with cancer. If he has any control over that locker room, the player is going to play extra hard to give coach a win. I don't even know if he's going to be on the sidelines. I think it could be one of those things that uh, they kind of say, this one's for you, coach. Uh, Ron Rivera is a huge culture guy. Um, and, of course, Joe gave you a beautiful handicap about how the, the Washington team is um, a little bit better than what the public maybe thinks. And here's one that I just can't leave on the board. We talked about it already, and John asks, I can't leave the plus 290 dog on the board week one. High amount of variance. It's a divisional game. They won there last year, and that, of course, is the Cleveland Brownouts. At almost mm. three to one for insane value, I have no problem putting a tiny little crawl on that because I am handsome and wealthy, and I don't really <laughs> care. That, guys, honestly, it's one of those things where the Browns. I think that around the locker room, they are sitting there going, "Wow, everyone last year had us team of destiny, and then they threw us in the garbage can." And on the other side, the Ravens have the opposite of that. Everyone is saying, "Oh, the Ravens are." You know, like, I can see the Ravens going 16 or no. Now, I'm not saying that it, they're going to have a Browns of last year's season, but I could totally see them not being adequately prepared week one, either that or they don't act, they don't prepare for the Browns as a real threat. They play kind of lazy. They leave the Browns in it, and then something fluky happens at the end. So those are two dog pounds, Washington plus 205 and Cleveland plus 290. Let's go. All right, wow. guys. I'm just going to go out here and say it. They're going to call me Zachy Public after this one. <laughs> But the Bucks at plus one fifty six. Gotta do it. I gotta do it to him. Zach, you gotta do it to him, gents. Listen, I don't need to handicap this. Here's my <laughs> handicap. Ready? Tom, fucking Brady to Gronk. Brady. Brady to Gronk. I don't even care about Gronk. Evans is probably not gonna play. We just found yeah. out today. His hamstrings acting up again. Don't need him. They have the weapons. Chris Godwin is the god, right? Uh, I think that the Saints are scorned. That Jadavion Clowney. Went to Tennessee. They couldn't work out. A, they tried to actually work out a signing trade deal. Mm-hmm. The NFL was like, nah, it ain't yeah. happening. Um, this is just uh, truly, the, it's a case of Tom Brady wanting to prove himself, right? Prove that he's the guy. He's not going anywhere and that his team's going to be competitive. They have a good enough defense to stop the Saints. They have a good enough offense to score points. Uh, 
I, I pray for like entertainment value that this is like a shootout. I think this would be so much fun to watch. Um, but I don't know how it's going to go. But I think that at plus 156, the Bucks are a very good value. Uh, they're definitely overhyped. And if I'm going to bet this game at all, mm-hmm. I'm only taking the Bucks at plus 156. Yeah, that's really interesting. Cool. And um, uh, I just want to throw in a little bonus prop. We don't really talk about props very often. And there is no spot for this on the show. But um, there is a future I placed a long time ago. Actually, the day that Tom Brady got signed. And that would be Tom Brady's first touchdown pass. And I picked Scotty Miller. Yeah, you've talked so about Scotty this. Miller, oh God, I think, is right. going to play the slot with no Evans. Godwin is going to get triple covered. And Scotty Miller is in for a big game. So in my ledger, personally, I will have a lot of Scotty Miller props. Watch for him. He's going to be the Julian Edelman guy. I can't wait for you guys listening to this. Going to the water cooler and everyone going, nobody saw this happening. I did. <laughs> Bang. I love that. Uh, one note on the Washington-Philly game. I would like to, We all know the the, mm. the phrase, uh, let's win this one for John, the John Elway thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. I would like to TM copywriter right now. They're going to start saying this one's for Ron. As yeah. in Ron Rivera. So there's no prop or anything like that, but man, that would be really <laughs> that's, cool. what, that's what they will say. <laughs> so the, both of mine, I flirted Minus with two 1, here. Mm-hmm. These are kind of fake. Plus 112 and plus 116. Yeah. So it's barely dogs. I don't know what the rules are. I don't know if you will no, allow me back. As long as it's plus odds. Two. Okay. Or right. actually, more accurately, as long as they're the underdog. Okay, right. All right. That's that's yeah. I think spread right. wise. That's so probably, yeah. I like well the plus one twelve is Broncos. Dean mentioned that handicap. Oh, yeah. The plus one sixteen is Packers. I will choose officially Broncos. Okay. Um, you you nailed it with the handicap. Also, one thing I would like to add mm-hmm. is the Titans obviously are well known for how they run the ball. Uh, that's going to get you even more tired. So if we're looking at no preseason, so they're winded, and also mile high. Of course, they're going to be winded in week one. Um, you add into the fact that they have to run the ball a ton. Mm-hmm. I believe that the Broncos stand a very good chance because the Titans will be very, very tired uh, middle of the second quarter. So that is going to be my official dog pound play. Nice. Awesome. Let's hear it. All right. My picks have been a little conventional this week, so let's just keep it rolling. Let's take the Dolphins. Plus 230 against the mighty New England Patriots. Nice. Why? Let's have a little fun. Uh, notoriously, the Dolphins are kind of the the thorn in the Patriots-Lions mm-hmm. paw here. They usually show up. We had that miracle in uh, New England, miracle Miami, yeah, whatever it was called. Drake one where, yeah, yeah, like where it was a bunch of pitches back and forth and yeah. all that stuff. For some reason, uh, the Dolphins usually play hard against uh, uh, against the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Of course, um, what, who's their coach? Brian, Brian Flores. Brian Flores. Game. Yeah, there also, you go. I was Kyle, say, Kyle Van Noy revenge. Game. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So that you know, this is this is going against their former boss. And let's just let me be devil's advocate and say, you know what? Well, first of all, let me apologize for for saying that Stidham was going to be the starter. I'm <laughs> so high on that. Don't worry, we were all. On There's that. still yeah, part I, of me I until I see Newton on the jersey. I wasn't. I Zach wasn't part of that. Yeah. Until I see Newton on the jersey, I still won't believe it. Uh, but let's just say that for all intents and purposes. That things did not go Bill Belichick's way this offseason. We don't. The guy without Tom Brady, without his, you know, his loyal disciples on his side, they actually flounder. And maybe they come out and they don't do really well. And now the Patriots have a problem entering into week two. And this is, you know, this is where all the sports journalists mm-hmm. licking their chops going, is this the end you of Bill Belichick and the Patriots? Yeah. Like, like, I, right? And, and, like, I just see if any week to choose the Pats to maybe like just completely come out with their pants down, maybe this is the week. Uh, and so I say, let's, let's have fun. Let's root for the Dolphins here. Ryan Fitzpatrick, 
not really a, a handicap. You know, he just lost his mother. Um, this is clearly his back nine uh, when it comes to the NFL. Yeah. And maybe, you know, as uh, Tua awaits getting that starting role when mm-hmm. Fitzpatrick eventually craters, let's give Fitzpatrick the benefit of the doubt. Let's say he balls out this first week, this first couple weeks of the season, and and they pull out a win. Absolutely. Yeah. I love it. I, I, I love seeing it. I mean, I, I toyed with taking the uh, Dolphins with the spread. I, of course, if that gets to a key number, yeah. I might. And it's mainly because um, there is an old, um, you know, I guess theory that Bill Belichick doesn't want to embarrass like some of his older guys. Mm, okay. It's not like master teacher. I remember that was the handicap going into that Patriots-Dolphins game yeah. last year. And right. I, I believe the, the game that they beat the shit out of them with Antonio Brown, he they actually did take their foot off the gas at some uh, point. Okay. So um, the, the Dolphins... Line, the line was six and a half. Yeah, the Dolphins getting points that. if that goes... If the public <laughs> yeah. gets that to seven, I'll probably uh, take a next, cool. second look at it. But um, guys, I think we're, we're just going to recap Yo. really quick. And yeah. I have been keeping the stats. So nice. uh, I, I've been keeping the record of everyone. So just correct me if I'm wrong. Zach, for two units, we got the Vegas Raiders minus three. We have a two-team teaser, seven points. Bears plus ten, Indy minus a half. That's for minus 150. And the Arizona Cardinals plus seven for a half a unit. That is correct. There we go. Joe, we got one unit on the Washington team, one unit on the Lions minus three, and one unit on Indy and Jacksonville minus 45 and a half. Yes, sir. Nailed it. And we got John with a couple amendments in the middle of uh, <laughs> in the middle of this. We have the Cowboys team total thirteen and a half. Yes, minus, for the first half. There we go. Yep. Then we have the under on Jets Bills uh, of thirty nine and a half, mm-hmm. and no team to reach twenty five. Yep. For minus one twenty two. Yes, sir. Awesome. I'm guys. gonna have an undefeated season. <laughs> there we starts go. And now. just just a and, reminder, and then, uh, I believe the punishment for going zero and three still stands. Of course. You gotta sing oh, a no. song. Gotta oh, sing no. Of course, yeah. You gotta sing you the got, outro. You gotta sing a song. Oh, which is, which is gonna be um, a different outro every week because YouTube doesn't like having music. Yeah. Even yeah, though right. Zach is in the band of our outro music, <laughs> and we gosh. got demonetized. <laughs> so I don't know how these copyright laws work. Crazy. Certainly can't have. Did you want to give your picks too, Dean? I just realized we went around. Robin, just uh, to tell everybody. Sorry. Yeah. And then my picks, of course, are the Chargers minus three for one unit, the Steelers minus five and a half for one unit, and then the dreaded T's through zero for plus 140. We have the Packers plus nine, Chargers plus three and a half, and Broncos plus nine. Love it, guys. Nicely done, boys. I can't wait tomorrow. It's it. It's less than 24 hours. All right. Oh, just really quick as a little oh, bonus. If someone listens tomorrow. to it on Wednesday night, and if you've made it in an hour 17 and you could hear this, uh, quick predictions for tomorrow night's game. I got the under. Houston, I have actually did the same team parlay. Yeah. I did Houston plus nine and a half and the under. So I also had wow. the under. It was originally one of my favorite plays. Yep. But a lot yeah. of things have uh, have yeah. changed. Yeah, the public kind of the public kind of beat this one down a couple points. I got it at ten and I got the under at a I think it's fifty four and a half. It's still there, but yeah, you know. Okay. Other I, things have transpired. I like the Chiefs covering. I like the Chiefs winning by double digits. Let's it's go. crazy because they're undervalued still. And yeah. That scares me. That's why right. I don't even like Texas plus ten anymore. Chiefs like, are those weird. It's the weird Super Bowl team that really they didn't lose any coaches. They didn't win. But you guys heard about the last episode where yeah. I just. I'm so high on the Chiefs repeating a Super Bowl champ. It's such a different year. Yeah, so, like, total, and just though. just to wrap up yeah. too, um, you know, if you are in New Jersey and you have access to DraftKings mm-hmm. Sportsbook, uh, you are going to want to take the Chiefs plus one on one. If you're listening to a podcast to get that play, uh, you might need to get your eyes checked. But yeah. put the max is fifty bucks. It's free money, so that's nice of them. And then also they're doing a promotion. If you bet any team to win the Super Bowl, it's fifty five to one. So one dollar bet gets you fifty six dollars. 
So, um, John, you can put that on the Chiefs. That's hey, I'll I'll do it. There you go. And you guys want to um, just plug? I I know I have to be better about managing the Instagram account. We have a thousand followers. Of you guys there, winning tix pod. Absolutely. You'll see our big bank plays. Our last post, you know, it's, it's been bank. it's it's big bank. It's actually was the Oscars uh, oh, post. Right. Uh, and I'm looking through these. I'll make sure that these graphics are a little bit more. Uh, you know, I've been trying let's to have go. some fun with them. I'll make them a little bit more uh, readable. Yes. Uh, and our Twitter account, though, let's talk about that. Uh, winning TIX Pod, you definitely want to DM us for a free month. We've been killing it. Uh, actually, we just updated the winning group record, which is 57% with over 300 wins, over 500 plays. Uh, guys, we're killing it. We have futures still standing. I, I have the Tampa Bay Lightning to win the Stanley Cup. That is in the channel, and that was actually way before they even announced the bubble. And that's plus 750, so I even beat the line that a lot of pundits might have given you, plus 5, plus 550, somewhere in there. I gave you uh, $2.50 per dollar. So uh, that's a big bet for me, and of course they are in the Eastern Conference Finals right now. So um, you're definitely going to want to check that out. Uh, if you're a big hockey fan, if you're not a big hockey fan, uh, check us out for a free month of NFL plays. Uh, we're going to be, we, we gave you a lot on the show, honestly. If you're a freebie, you could just listen to this and you're going to do well. But um, yeah, definitely DM us for a free month of Slack and hang out with us. Awesome, Jazz. Let's go. I can't wait to be here next Finally week. Here. Next time you hear from us is next week. We'll probably be doing it next Thursday before the game. Yep. Uh, and we'll recap, you know, our... Uh, what was my 3-0 week. Yeah, yeah what we'll was it? Uh, bad Beats and Clean Sweeps. Oh. Yes, that'll be our first in, in, in week fan, two. Fan favorite. Fan favorite. Thank you again, guys, for joining us here. For Joe, Zach, Dean, Mikey, who's not here today, uh, myself, John, Winning Ticket Podcast. We're having fun as minus one thousand.